Scions of the Southland. Mr. Grant, uh, if you could choose any American sports franchise to protest and then invade their own team's stadium, which would it be? Mm. I mean, I feel like the obvious answer here is too obvious. Like, I couldn't do that to a federal landmark like Wrigley, but I don't know. The digs at MBS aren't too bad either. Um, also, I feel like it's cheating to break into a baseball stadium since it's halfway open. Uh, so yeah, give me give me Mercedes Benz or, or maybe the uh, the new LA uh, football stadium. You know, something I, something with a roof, something with some fresh digs seems nice. Well, here, here's the thing: we're talking about a protest that ends in an invasion of the field, right? Yep. So let's. I, my thought was Cleveland because if it the most logical place for it to have happened would have been when the Models moved the franchise to Baltimore but it apparently it didn't happen well there were a protest but it didn't end in you know a storming of the field so I mean I yeah this is just like a, a joyous celebration thing in Philly too my guy <sighs> a bastion of logic and uh, and skill Philadelphia yeah, I was just up there. It was uh, it was a place. It had some stuff. It's it's a bastion of something. I mean, we'll we'll leave leave what a bastion it is of up to our uh, dear listeners. I think. Indeed. Uh, okay, so this week in Georgia Tech sports, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Sparse. Uh, yeah. That's definitely a word to use for it. Um, I would say uh, light. I would also say finals week-esque, which is also true, but your mileage may vary. Yeah, see, this is what happens when you uh, get out of school. You no longer have a finals week and don't have to worry about it. Oh, I mean, I, I can't wait. I've got one take-home final, um, so I'm almost, I'm almost with you on that one. But uh, to everyone out there who might be a student, good luck. Uh, we, we know that this time sucks. <laughs> Consider joining industry and not getting a graduate degree. Yeah. Uh, people didn't warn me about that. So, uh, that's why I came back. Womp, womp. Speaking of others that chose to move on with their careers, the NFL draft, uh, did happen this Thursday through Saturday. Uh, Georgia Tech had two players selected. Jalen Camp in the sixth round went to Jacksonville, and uh, our own large punting son, Presley Harvin III, went to Pittsburgh in the seventh round. Uh, Camp was the uh, 209th pick overall, and Presley Harvin III was the 254th pick overall. How do we feel about these? Um. I'm not going to say I was surprised to see uh, Jalen Camp get drafted. He obviously had some incredible pro day numbers, but I think I think the one we knew slash expected uh, would be coming would be would be Presley Harvin. So I can't say I'm all that surprised, um, but uh, definitely definitely glad he wound up uh, in the in the Steelers uniform, considering that is definitely a place of need for them. And uh, well, it's uh, basically taking care of uh, my brother's Christmas slash birthday gift uh, this coming year, maybe trying to find him a, uh, a Jersey for his team's punter. So 
you know, definitely, definitely personally very pleased where he landed actually. But no, that it's much like we talked about with uh, Bucker when he got drafted um, and kind of was in a kicking competition with Gano in, in, in Carolina. And that was a little weird, but man, they sent him to a place where he was needed out in Kansas city. And I mean, the rest is history there. I think this has some strong potential parallels to that move right there. I mean, he obviously, uh, Presley Evans III specifically, obviously becomes the, uh, you know, camp competition for Ben Roethlisberger at that quarterback spot. So we'll, we'll see. You know, they brought in the the nation's leading passer in uh, in 2019. He, it's got to mean something. You got to let the guy spin it. That's the first uh, legitimate quarterback competition I think we've seen uh, up in Yinzertown uh, in, what, two decades? How long? Brothersberger was 04? Has it really been that long? He he won the Super Bowl in 06, but I think that was only like his second year there. Something like that. I remember the Tommy Maddox era in in Pittsburgh. You might have been too young, but I remember the Tommy Maddox era. Uh, I think the difference between uh, that and not necessarily too young is I didn't have family from Pittsburgh yet. Uh, But yeah, sure. We'll go with that. See, that's where you bring logic into this equation, and that's just something that I do not appreciate when it comes to my humor. Uh, this is a very uh, illogical podcast most of the time, so, you know, kind of got to balance it out sometimes. Boo. All right. Uh, just to wrap things up on the draft, uh, we did have a couple undrafted free agents. Uh, Jalen Askew went to the Dolphins, uh, and David Curry, seventh-year wonder, went to the Denver Broncos. So, yeah, that's Most four people. Most people this, Akshay, but actually David Curry was uh, recruited by John Heisman back in 1914. So it's really great to see him finally, uh, you know, get that shot at the NFL. Absolutely. You know, after after years of uh, training, you know, trying to figure out how to defend the forward pass, he finally has a shot. The uh, uh, little known fact, he was one of the original Grey Devils back in the day. But uh, oh, boy, we're not we're not opening that can of worms again. I am not interested in fighting that battle again (laughs) Uh, for another day. We have a whole offseason in front of us that appears more rapidly approaching than I think either you or I would uh, have envisioned or liked to see uh, coming up at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of memeing to do and a lot of time to fill. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Moving right along with our uh, scheduled agenda here. uh, Just a quick note on the club sports uh, club lacrosse did uh, take it to the school in Athens club lacrosse team. in a 20 to seven win any other thoughts on that game i was following it a little on twitter uh and it looked like uh they took control early and uh just never let go i uh for a split second impulsively tried to find a way to you know get up there for the game but then i realized that was wholly impractical so i didn't but um i think uh of any team, we, we talk about which teams have been the most consistent, which teams have had the most success, blah, 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 uh, on campus. And I think over the last, gosh, I mean, it's probably 20 years at this point, but definitely uh, our entire living memory of Tech students, fans, alumni, uh, this has probably been Georgia Tech's most consistent team at any level mm-hmm. in the sport. Um, so congrats to them. They're off to uh, Round Rock for their uh, for their conference championships. And um yeah, MCLA, I believe. But uh, yeah, no, Georgia Tech lacrosse, 
there ain't much more you can ask uh, than a almost tripling up of your hated arch rivals. So good on them. I mean, I could ask for a quadrupling up, but, you know, I will take what I can get personally. You're a greedy man, sir. Uh, I'm greedy when it comes to being petty. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's talk about another competition versus the school out east. Uh, Track was up there for their last meet of the 2021 regular season, the Torin Lawrence Memorial Meet. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what happened up there. Yeah, uh, I think the front and center highlight is definitely Bria Matthews' uh, long jump school record-breaking performance. The uh, old record was... um, Gosh, I can't even remember what it was. Um, but she definitely did a nice job breaking it at a 21-foot 725. Uh, that's good for top 10 in the country. She has, I believe, six ACC titles to her name uh, in the various jumping events. Uh, and that includes coming back after a pretty bad uh, injury. So uh, congrats to her. She just keeps setting new standards in that event and others. Uh, really represents Georgia Tech very well. Um Let's see. Other stuff going on. Uh, just behind her was Taylor Grimes. Uh, she is up and coming. Uh, she was at a 20 foot 11.75. Um, and yeah, she'll uh, definitely be going to regionals at the very least. Um, other stuff. Uh, I believe we had some pretty good finishes. I think five in the top 10 for the 1500 on the men's side. Uh, but don't quote me. I might circle back on that. Uh, let's see. There were some hurdles. Uh, hurdler Reese Crawford got a shout out, uh, and I'm going to shout out, uh, that and I'll, as well as Eileen Solien, cause I recognize those names as names we have never shouted out before on the podcast. Uh, and that's always nice to kind of spread that love around. That's mm-hmm. day one, uh, day two, cause it was a two day meet. Um, as Akshay noted, this was the final regular season meet for them. Uh, on day two, uh, day two actually were the the fifteen hundreds, um, and that was actually six in the top ten. So uh, yeah, great job uh, representing there. I believe there were uh, let's see one two three four five six seven eight other teams there, including uh, two AC three ACC teams: uh, UGA, Georgia State, UConn, Emory, uh, and Columbia International University, whatever that is. So definitely putting six uh, in the top ten is quite solid. Uh, Bria Matthews, triple jump, uh, seasonal best. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, yes. Uh, four by 400 relays uh, were quite good as well. So it was great to uh, kind of see a whole team effort up in uh, Athens. So, yeah, top to bottom, pretty solid. Yep. And uh, their next arrival, arrivals for the wrong word, their next event will be at the ACC Outdoor Track and Field Championships, uh, which are in a couple of weeks in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. One more quick note before we move on. Uh, Bria Matthews also collected the John Wooden Citizenship Cup. Uh, from what I understand from the John Wooden Citizenship Cup website, is a leadership award Um uh, sponsored by the John Wooden Foundation, I believe, uh, which big, uh, big, big, big honor. Congrats to her on that. Uh, I mean, she's been at Tech forever. What I think we're talking about like six or seven years uh, now, um, yep. battling through injuries, battling through adversity, and still, you know, every time coming back and uh, 
posting so like you like you said she has like six ACC titles in her time on the flats it's it's really incredible how that perform how her how she's performed uh and how she's been as a as a leader on campus so congrats to her yep definitely great to uh see role setting examples of the uh student athletes that we really uh try and churn out here at Georgia Tech so congrats total person program total person Every program day champion yes uh, we're turning into a marketing branch for the uh, for the athletic department, aren't we? Need we need to come up with our own shtick. Uh, if see if they if they gave me the keys for one day, I think you know the first company I'd be calling. But uh, we can save that for the off season too. Womp womp. Uh, let's move on to a sport that some call uh, track in the water, uh, swim and dive. Uh, some of Tech's swimmers, the current and future, qualified for the 2020-2021 Tokyo Olympics. Mr. Grant, please tell me more. Yeah, um, so we had Caio Pumpudis uh, representing Brazil. Brazil's quite good at uh, swimming, very competitive on the global stage. So great to see him representing, uh, I believe, in the 200 IM. Uh, though this news, shame on us, is about two weeks old. Uh, so we probably should have included it last week um, as well. Uh, we have, oh gosh, I I always feel bad with the Turkish names, but uh, you know maybe my accent's in the wrong place. Who knows? Uh, Burke Saka, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong and you know the real answer on how to say that. But anyways, 200 meter back, um, he barely uh, came under the FINA A cut of a 157.50. Um, he was, I believe, a 157.36. Yeah, 157.36. Uh, so he will be uh, representing Turkey uh, in the uh, in the Olympics. It was noted to me at the beginning of the year uh, when I reached out to them about uh, their current Turkish freshman, Batur Unlu, um, that he was quite good. Uh, <laughs> the response I got was, well, we got a better one next year coming in from Turkey. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, uh, sounds like we, uh, we, we got that Turkish pipeline. So great. Turkey to, Turkey to Atlanta pipeline. Do we know if Delta does, uh, Delta does direct flights from here to Istanbul? I think they cut Istanbul a few years ago and I Boo. think when they cut it, it was from JFK. So I, oh, but Turkish, Turkish before the Turkish airlines. So can Turkish airlines land is, is that a, like, can they land in us ports? Yeah. It's they're like the they serve the most destinations of like any airline in the world, man. Yeah, I I was under the impression that there are some restrictions on what airlines can land in, in terms of you know gate rights. Oh uh, well, see, uh, the best is right now Pakistan International Airlines because their pilots were basically not pilots. So if you wanna if you wanna circle one as don't get on that that's probably your best bet. Turkish. It, meanwhile, is one of the most uh, highly awarded airlines in the world. So uh, let's not scare anybody away from uh, going to Istanbul anytime soon. Have you considered uh, if, if Turkish Airlines wants to sponsor this pod- podcast and also give us like a, you know, get, get us in one of those planes that has apartments in first class and put us up in those apartments? I would be uh, I would appreciate it very much. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if anybody, any airline. Why limit it to Turkish? If Qatar calls, if, uh, I don't know, Lufthansa first class, we will gladly shill for you uh, for, for doing that. Especially Jake. Jake will absolutely shill for free airline flights. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about a couple of teams that will not 
be flying to the NCAA tournament. I think their NCAA tournaments are within driving distance. Uh, Both men's and women's tennis uh, nodded some ACC all-conference accolades this week. So let's rattle them off here. Uh, I'm going to do the women first, and then, Jake, you're going to talk about the men. The women, uh, for the women, Kenya Jones was named to the All-ACC first team, while Vicky Flores was named to the All-ACC second team. Uh, notably, uh, and this is coming from ramblinrec.com, uh, they have combined to be one of the nation's best doubles partners, uh, doubles pairings, question mark, uh, in the country. They've been ranked top five in doubles all season two weeks at number one and right now they're at number two uh for the women the ncaa tournament selection show is tomorrow at 6 p.m so we will see where the women's team places how they seed and uh where they're what they're what noise they're gonna make uh in the ncaa tournament later tomorrow mr grant tell me about the georgia tech men's tennis team Yeah, they're at rest again, uh, much like the women, but uh, they did collect some ACC awards. Uh, Redshirt freshman Marcus uh, McDaniel and Anders Martin collected all-conference honors. Uh, McDaniel was first team. Martin was the second team, uh, so kind of similar parallels to the ladies there. Uh, But the two of them are very young. Um, They have Redshirt freshman kind of implies that. They got three more years of playing on flats, uh, and so they're just – And the COVID year. Oh yeah, and, um, and a COVID year. So, oh yeah, Could be a super, I forgot yeah. We that. are we're looking at like all those sports, all those spring sports. They get the COVID year too. We're we're cooking gas in some of these areas. Yeah, uh, the uh, selection show for them is immediately after the women's on NCAA.com tomorrow uh, at six thirty p.m. So I think last week we talked about how the women are a shoe in. Uh, obviously, after that performance in, in the ACC championship uh, last week, where they are, you know, conference runners up. Let's talk a little bit more about the men's team. How I think we kind of came to the delusion that hey, this team is on the bubble. It would have really been nice to you know get one more win in the turn in the conference tournament over UVA um, and. Uh, jump into the tournament field or at least be on the, you know, the side of the bubble that's in the tournament. How are you feeling heading into tomorrow, heading into the selection show? How are you feeling about the men's chances here? Um, honestly, I think I'm still about in the same spot as I was. Uh, it, it would have taken a lot of uh, shuffling. In my opinion, uh, they'd have to get jumped by three, four teams in the conference tournaments. And quite frankly, there's just not a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, inner, uh, see, but that's a problem. So that they, they, they normally suggest or not suggest select purely off the ITA rankings, in which case Georgia tech would be in the tournament for sure, because they were at what 31 and there's 64 teams. So even if you assume all 32 AQs are behind them, which they aren't, um, yeah, that would have, that would have put them in. But, uh, because of limited scheduling this year, they're definitely, they're doing more of the uh, men's basketball approach, so that does make me a little bit more wary. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. We we have a we have a solid tennis pedigree. We have a solid record. Uh, we beat everyone we were supposed to. Uh, all of our losses were to teams better or roughly equivalent to us. No uh, Kennesaw State stinkers or, or anything like that in there, uh, which is more than I can say about some teams on this campus. Uh, so uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's a lock, but I'm, I'm confident. I think they'll get in. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Well, so that one is, uh, like you said, just after the women's selection show at 6.30. The women's selection show is at 6, both on NCAA.com. Uh, golf is at rest before the NCAA championships, I believe. Uh, I do not have a time and date on that one in front of me, uh, unless you do, question mark. Uh, I do not have it in front of me. Sorry. Very bad podcasting uh, on both of us, but we move. We, well, we move are very on. bad podcasters. So, you know, there's that. Admittedly, too. at least we're upfront about it, honestly. Um, let's talk about the bat and ball sports to finish up, shall we? Uh, you know, bit of a mixed bag, all considered, but we'll start with the good news. Uh, Georgia Tech softball on senior weekend and senior day uh, produced a four-game sweep over the University of Virginia to end their regular season. They will finish with a 19-25 and record. Uh, if all standings hold, uh, like I saw this morning or shortly this afternoon after the game ended, uh, they will finish 10th in the ACC in the last tournament spot. So, Season did not really go like we hoped, huh? I would uh, I would say that, yeah. The uh, the four game sweep of um, Virginia to end the year definitely picked up what could have been, uh, well, a lot a, a lot worse of a record. Uh, I think I think staring at uh, being ten games under a week ago was rather daunting. Um, if you Look at their final schedule. Uh, more than half their wins came in the first and last weekends of the year. So the middle was pretty rough, uh, and definitely uh, that record was floated by uh, by playing UVA uh, and cleaning up against UVA, a, a historically not very good team. Uh, and a currently, his, a currently last place team in the conference, yeah. which I think uh, you were about to get to, but yeah, uh, should be noted. Currently... Uh, very, very last place team uh, in the conference. Uh, so yeah, Boise and Radford, and I can't remember who the third team was to start the year. Anyways, uh, yeah, not not great. Um, on the whole, I, I think we would have liked to see more movement uh, this year. But uh, if you have a lane, you have a chance, and and they're not dead yet. So who knows? They're uh, they're clicking off some uh, less uh, effective pitching and batting this past weekend. So maybe, maybe they figured it out. I I don't know. They've been quite good at uh, hitting, if not uh, stringing them all together uh, during the year. So, you know, bats stay up, throw an element in the first game. Who knows? You might make it a a round or two in, but I think expecting a Cinderella run straight into the tournament probably is out of the cards this year. Yeah. I am going to pull up the ACC softball bracket if i can here while you do that i do want to add one more note about golf that i forgot uh they are right around the top 30 uh in golf stat rankings so i'd say they're in a pretty similar spot to uh men's tennis in terms of uh ncaa expectations okay so i have the bracket pulled up it's obviously not final because there are still games going on i'm pretty sure so Tech would be in Game 2 on ACC Network at 3.30 on Wednesday, May 12th, versus the 7 seed, who is now currently, if I can pull up the rankings, despite this website being terrible, 
rankings, rankings, standings. No, nothing. We're not. We're not doing this today. Vamping, and we're vamping. Keep we're, vamping. I believe. I believe in you. And the ACC, ACC softball standings. God, this website is terrible. They would be playing the seventh seed, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That would be Louisville, if my counting is correct. Actually, wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, I did count improperly last time. Georgia Tech would be the nine seed, which I now have to go back and look at the bracket for. They'd be the nine seed playing the eight seed, which means that they would be playing Syracuse, which I believe that series originally did not happen. So Correct. that would be game one at 1 p.m. on the ACC network on May 12th. So, yeah, that's kind of where they sit right now. Uh, the winner of that game would play Clemson, who's one seventeen, who's one seventeen straight. And despite being in their first full season of competition, is currently going to win the ACC regular season title. Yes, that same Clemson who has never even appeared in an ACC conference tournament. Hooray. Uh, that same Clemson that we called an equivalent or, or Georgia Tech equal at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Man, we were really wrong about this softball season, weren't we? That's, uh, that's why we get paid the little bucks, man. Very, very little bucks. Uh, let's move on to the other bat and ball sport, which is uh, immensely more disappointing than uh, Clemson being uh, one program season in and already uh, winning an ACC regular season championship in softball. Baseball uh, went one and two versus Kennesaw State and had a couple of injuries here and there uh, to keep players in the rotation. All I have written in in our notes for this series is barf. Would you like to elaborate? I think the season's all but over at this point. Uh, I know that, that is a strong denier, strong statement, but strong negative energy. And I, I usually like to think I'm the positive one of the two of us, but because I, you I usually just, are. I you lose to Georgia State, you drop two to Kennesaw, you drop one to Eastern Kentucky, you don't pick up games on what are traditionally the dregs of this conference. But they beat Honestly, Athens. They beat Athens. They did beat Athens. Let that not be forgotten. They don't deserve to be validated for the performance that's been had this season. In my it sounds opinion. harsh, but you're right. It, it's right. not like that. What there are, but despite it all, like let, let's put this in perspective. Despite it all, they're second in the coastal in baseball right now. The way we're talking, despite the last, the way we're the talking, way, but they've but they've played like they're that like they're a last place team is the problem. This this conference, the way that it is sh- shaken out, which is very strange. Now looking at these standings, you're looking at Notre Dame at the top of the Atlantic with a what? twenty-one and eight uh, ACC record. Pitt is at the top of the coastal with a fourteen and 10 ACC record, and Tech is right behind them with at a 15 and 12. Can we call this coastal chaos? God, it sure looks like it. I, I mean, you have a lot of traditionally good teams that are just not having good seasons right now, and I think Tech is part of that. Whether that's due to 
you know, COVID restlessness or bad scheduling or COVID breaks or, or what have you. It's been a very mixed season for everyone. And even if you look at these records, no one is actually doing horrendously terribly. The, uh, I mean, in the Coastal, only one team is under 500, and that's UNC, which is one game under 500. They're, only, they're at 20 and 21. Uh, looking at the Atlantic right now, there are two teams that are under 500, but the rest of the rest of the uh, rest of the division is under is is far over 500. Like, it's a very competitive, very weird year for ACC baseball, and I think we have to cut them a little bit of slack for that, be, just because of the level of competition in conference. But you look at the home record, especially where they're 11 and 12. It's not pretty. The performances just have not been there, and I think it's been the exact same thing that we've been saying the entire season. There's no pitching. It's inconsistent batting. And, like, where where do we go from here? What is the end game? And I just yeah. don't see that this ends in a I, – I know some polls have Tech at right at the bottom end of the top 25, which is still insane to me, honestly. I just haven't seen them look like a top 25 team. I have it. I mean, I have Vanderbilt and Florida, the number two Vanderbilt, number two or number 14, Florida on my TV right now on ESPN two. And that looks like a battle between two functional baseball teams. I have not watched tech go through an entire series since the beginning of the season where they have looked in every game, like a complete baseball team. And it oh, is disappointing. I don't know. NC state. That was pretty darn since good. the beginning of the season. I, I did give the caveat since the beginning of the season. Okay, that's fair. That, they got the one series versus NC State where they played a complete series, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, uh, all right. I'll, I'll take that. I think that's fair. It's a weird year. It's a really weird year. I don't have, like, the full table in front of me. Uh, if I had to guess right now, I think Tech is, like, the fifth overall seed in the ACC tournament. Um, I I just have them separated by the separated by division. I don't have the full like the complete table, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're in ACC tournament position somehow. Well, I mean, not somehow. That part makes sense, but NCAA tournament position. I I think it's a so a little murky to me. This this might be a hollow year for ACC um, NCAA tournament uh, hopes. There's a lot of just a lot of teams in and around 500. <laughs> a lot of teams in yep. and around 500. I, all the entire league is in and around 500. Notre Dame is the only one yep. that's far, far above it. Which so. again, that does kind of shock me. But here we are. I don't know. I don't know. Anything else to talk about before we head out of here? This was a very short episode, I think, based on our timestamps. Based on our timestamps, I would agree. And, and I think it's – I think we can leave it there. I, I don't – not that I don't want to talk more about tech sports because I'm always game for that. But anything else, we're just going to be beating dead horses, and, and that's cruel. So let's not do that. What? You don't like glue? Okay. That, that, too far. Too far. Too far. Rewind. <laughs> okay. Listeners, thank you all for listening. I know it was a little depressing at the end. 
Uh, but hopefully we'll have some good news for you next weekend. Have fun. Stay safe. Oh, so-